Well, soccer. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tapping into this episode 57. Um, we got to get into this CCL game. Um, you know, clearly it went very well. But before we tap into that, I just wanted to, you know, kind of throw out our regular old intro about something to the channel. Um, always toss us a like on the uh, on the episodes. If and you then, like it. Yeah, if you like it. There's a dislike button if you don't. But you could also let us know why, and you know we yeah. can do. We'll just add us and tell us why, and then we'll be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we'll fix it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you haven't, you know, looked around our channel, if you don't play around uh, at all on that like shorts thing that YouTube has, we got a playlist. Um, today I was like thinking about it, and we talked about it. It's kind of cool because it's gonna end up being. I mean, it already is, but like a chronological like short clips of like all of the cool moments throughout the season like i ran through it today and it goes all the way from like some of the cool bangers scored even in just preseason training matches you see some of the ccl action um but really as this like season develops that will too and like i would think at the end of the season you know the the playlist may only be five minutes long but it will have all the moments and i think that would be the coolest thing to run through and be like damn this is what happened in the 2022 season yeah even the ones you forget i mean like obviously at the end of the season That's nycfc like, is going to release their own like every goal video but they're mm -hmm. not going to have the ones from preseason yeah so or or i mean i don't even know what it could develop into maybe like press conference snippets when somebody says some wild stuff like alfredo saying he might die for the team and just something to kind of keep track of like the personality of this team um in like a super short form way where you can kind of just run through it at any time and kind of get a good grasp of exactly where the club's at because i'm not sure if there's anything you know out there that kind of provides that um and then of course probably the most important if, if you don't want to listen to us get up here with our mugs uh for like 20 <laughs> minutes sometimes twice a week the, the faces of radio yeah the the space to be um literally spaces yeah. to be is on twitter um obviously we're gonna flash the ad up here but that's the place to be um follow us there that's kind of where you're going to get updates on any episodes coming out or anything related to us and everything related to nycfc and even at this point nycfc2 which is starting to take shape as time passes right and i mean the the value that you get with twitter is that you'll see um obviously the spaces go up pre-game those are things that you know we're probably transitioning away from doing like pre-game or or um preview episodes mm -hmm. i think like we're, we're just kind of in the mode where these spaces are 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 the next platform that we're going to try to go after an attack and it's super cool because it's not just me and him you know yapping yapping <laughs> we kind of get other we do yap we do be yapping um it's we get other perspectives and other insights so we're not just like you know radicalizing ourselves on these ideas yeah. that we come up with in the apartment like and we're cool with talking to anybody too like absolutely i mean even already we have some regulars that pop in but like you know we have the one-off guy that you know makes a little comment and like now all of a sudden we're going off on a tangent you know 10 minutes before the game starts and it's like a beautiful little thing to sh share with everybody and i think you're right it's it's much better to kind of focus energy less on pre-game recorded content because you know those spaces are literally done 20 minutes before kickoff you know you have right. the lineup to deal with instead of speculating on that you have the most up-to-date you know news period that you could about the game that is going to happen um and you know for the most part 
I think often, you know, sometimes we get a little bit of pregame coverage with Ian and Joe Tollison if it's on Yes Network and who knows with everything that's in potentially limbo this year with Ian, which maybe we can touch on at the end of this episode because I don't think we have yet on camera. Um, but, you know, that's really the only type of preseason action that you get officially from the club. So it just kind of gives somebody uh, somewhere to go if they're like, dude, I'm juiced up about this game in half an hour and, like, I need to talk about it or consume content, and there's nothing for me to do. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is you get, like, you get our real anxiety yeah. that happens 30 minutes before oh. the game. That that doesn't translate when you watch a, a pregame podcast that was recorded, like, like two days yeah. before. I so. can't even imagine, you know, we're talking about, like, so far, with the two spaces we've had, we've just been talking about CCL games where we're coming in against the worst team in Liga MX really no anxiety especially with the second one up two nil on aggregate like how how juice up are those spaces gonna be when it's like atlanta week 30 against Galaxy. like philly atlanta yeah. and there's like some bad blood game or before a, a new jersey red bulls game when there's something to really talk about and some real emotions behind it like those things are gonna i think those things are gonna get pretty or when we're fighting popping. for a playoff spot yeah when we're fighting for first second third whatever it is um you know once we get inevitably to the playoffs yeah that's what i'm, I'm looking I forward mean, to like that, that even as a, a host of it like this is gonna be awesome and it, it's super cool just even the interaction of like the emojis that pop up and mm -hmm. people listening and enjoying it and talking about it after i mean yes you can't replace that and so the more people that we get in there the more people we can get presenting because um, as much as we love to talk, we love hearing stuff more. Mm -hmm. um, we love to consume more content from you guys. So pop in the spaces and create it with us. Yeah. So that's, you know, at Post90Pod on Twitter. Um, that's the spot to be. And maybe we can get into a little more focused analysis on this 4-0 NYCFC win. 6-0 um, on aggregate. I mean, I, I don't think this was out of the realm of possibility of something that we could have saw happening. Um, but it's nice that the, the team has confirmed that some of our expectations as fans aren't out of this world. No, I mean, in, in, I forgot who said it. I think it was Michael Allen. It's like you you don't know how much you want to take away from, you know, stopping a team that's at the bottom of their league. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's like these are, these are the things and the moments that create that culture and that belief that you can actually do something. And so when you when you go and stomp a team like that, it's I feel like it's as valuable as scraping like a one nil win off of a big team. Mm -hmm. Because you're showing like I am better than that team and I proved it and I'll do it again. Yeah. And it and our team isn't going into that, you know, as much as fans love to talk about, you know, all types of mismatches when it comes to any sport um, in any league in the world, when it comes down to the players, they're not thinking that whatsoever. It's really just, you know, who is the team in front of us? You know, they probably have a better understanding than we ever can about what, like, in any given Sunday type thing is, which we've talked about here often. Like, it doesn't really matter who who's showing up to play you. You still have to play your game and at the top of your game because, you know, people get upset constantly. Look at us going on that run to win the MLS Cup. Yeah, I mean, I think Chano said it best when it came to, like, the quality of the other team was that he's basically like, dude, I'm a player. Like, at the end of the day, I show up, and mm -hmm. it's the team across from me, like you just said. It's like he's not in a position to rank where they are or mm, judge how, them. how different they are than MLS teams. I think he's he was basically saying that 
they're a good team they're a professional team we have to play them yeah that and that will always be the case and I mean, shout out Chano. It wasn't the first goal in the uh, in the game, but it was his first goal in two years. We saw him in not only in this game, but in that MLS Cup playoff run. There was a time or two where Chano decided to pull up like 25 yards out and, yeah. and try to take a shot, and he did that in this game. But you know, thankfully, he got on the end of one of those uh, those corners from Maxi, which good on Chano. I mean, if it's gonna help him stay in form. Um, especially when he's fighting potentially for a job. I guess if you had to pick one center back with Thiago, um, I'm happy that, you know, he's building on something. One thing I'll say is, I mean, that just brings me back to the value of the Twitter spaces because obviously we we were all in there saying that Chanel was going to score. Yeah. we Every single one of us, yeah, right? Everybody. All of them. Nobody so, said Jason or... No, no, I'll afraid. Although Davey's up to something with his... I don't know what type of... He's got a crystal ball. Crystal ball he has in in his space, but he did say something about Alfredo's Edgar haircut, and now it was going to lead to a good performance. <laughs> yeah, so. and I I will say I mean we can get right into I really wanted to dive in on Alfredo because I think you know well before he scored the goal he looked like the best player on the field period, and it it definitely had an extreme effect based on last game with him not being there. I mean it was like you know. I don't want to knock Zalalem at all, but Alfredo has become he's this, the guy. has become this animal. Like, like no, but he's the midfielder that we're gonna probably rely on the most now that Sands is gone. Yeah, I mean we're gonna be forced to, and I think you know fans should feel comfortable that that's okay that we're forced to rely on him. It's a much different vibe than you know right before the playoffs with the red card trouble and some of the you know cautious or careless fouls that were being made. Well, you have to think too, like. Alfredo was in a different, most likely. I mean, I'm not the tactics guy. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think of it that deeply. But with Sands being gone, his role has to be somewhat different. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is just a role that fits him better. Obviously, again, you have to go back to, like, who the opponent was. And, um, you know, it's probably easier to control that midfield than it would be maybe, you know, against, like, a Revs or something like that. But Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks like he's going to be the guy in midfield. Yeah. only The only person that I can see, you know, being that guy is Keaton, weirdly enough, because I think Keaton has the world at his feet when he comes back and is, and is fully fit. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, that says a lot, or that's a lot coming from the two of us who, you know, who have not always been, uh, you know, the major Keaton supporters that you often see from some of like the the men's national team slash NYCFC fans on Twitter, but I mean, really, the kid is is insane, and I think it took uh, it's what's the saying? You don't know what you got till it's gone, and that is exactly what the feelings were. Um, you know, when we lost Keaton, and not only you know from a performance standpoint, but also from like a personality and you know just Hold generally the team down. yeah having him around you know as a human with the team fight for too that was kind of like the theme mm-hmm. for you know our playoff run was doing it for Keaton and in Anton and Anton yeah and it worked i mean now we got to do it for Anton until he's fully back mm-hmm. but um i mean that that can go into a whole different argument there yeah and that, we'll i think we'll we'll end up getting into Tavon but you know, talking about Chanel's goal and then Alfredo's goal also off a corner from Maxi. I'm glad that uh, shout out. How, how do you say his name? Var Vartugian? Var 
Tungian, whoever our, our sort of our set piece guy is, who is just clearly a mastermind because, you know, last season it was really a story of set pieces after, what did they say, we scored two over the course of, like, the previous three yeah. seasons. Um, and then we already have, you know, two in this game, and there's a lot of credit that needs to go to Maxi for that too. I think we've been seeing on Twitter a lot of stats roll out, you know, as I think they pull numbers from um, – you know, last season of, you know, Maxi leading a lot of different categories. And he's that guy that you do realize he's making an impact during the game, but I'm not sure you realize just how big of an impact is being made. Yeah. I mean, for him to have, you know, some of the stats that he had coming out of that season, I, there was points where we were like, we were on actual mics and cameras asking for more from him, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, seems insane. It seems insane <laughs> because. I think, yeah, I mean, you can go into a whole nother debate, but just, you know, the idea of just being so into each and every week, like that's how it was last season. And it really wasn't until the playoffs that we truly opened ours and we're like, oh my God, we're doing something. We would be, yeah, we would be nothing without him almost. Exactly. You know, almost to the level, I would say probably second to only Tati in terms of that conversation. Right. And you mentioned it last week how, you know, aside from the importance of the performances that he's bringing to the club, the the development, like you said last week, uh, that he's providing to people like Tati. Like, you know, what would Tati be if, if not for Maxi's delivery and, you know, probably a ton of coaching right. just generally in training and, and in person? Yeah, that friendship, I think, has blossomed to mm-hmm. amazing players. And I think I think Maxi Maybe even more. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Maxi carries that over to a ton of guys. I I, I feel the same probably happening with Talas, the same probably happening, you know, with Tiago to some degree. Um, maybe Hey Bear too. I, I know he's a little older than the two we just named, but you know, there's still a some communication that's going on there, and he's bringing some type of value to these guys. Communication. Communicationes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, you can see it paying off with with a ton of guys, and I mean, like you said, Talis, he he went and scored a brace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a, in a game where we were before, we're like, we just want him to have good touches and have like a good feel of a game, and then he goes and scores too. Yeah, and there were you know there were definitely a couple of moments which. I think a lot of people in the NYCFC, you know, DM group chat on Twitter, uh, and myself personally, where you know he had a couple of sitters in that first game, and even a couple more early in this game, and you felt like something was was eventually gonna come for him, and finally, you know, to get those two was I think super important for him, confidence wise, because I'm sure, you know, he's watching back some of those tape. Uh, and you know, upset with some of the chances he didn't didn't put away. I'm not gonna say anything other than this. Tati at the beginning of the last season had games where he would miss sitters, where he had very good opportunities. Where you said if he just converted half of those, he would have had a game today. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's very similar to what Talis is looking Talis like. Talis fit in the bill the beginning so far. Of this season. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's gonna turn into. You know, Tati 2.0. I might have said that last episode, though. <laughs> Imagine the um, the the history repeats itself type moment if, you know, there was a time at the beginning of last season, just like you mentioned, same thing. It's like, is Tati going to be able to fill in uh, until we get Hey Bear back? And now it's like, is, is Talis going to be able to fill in, you know, when we ultimately lose Tati? It's like a very parallel thing that... Who knows? who knows honestly who knows what this season has to hold you see 
I think I sent you a screenshot today, uh, Tati throwing up the who's going to be the 2022 MVP of the MLS. And it's like, well, if we're speculating, you kind of have to be here. <laughs> Maybe uh, he's anticipating All it. season if you want to have a shot at the MLS MVP. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if he leaves in the January transfer of next year, he's looking at the longest season of his life. Yeah. Which is tough. And I, how... You know, if nobody's willing to pay the price that we were already setting on him and he comes out, you know, between now and summer and let's say Bing's in like 12, 15 goals. I was was saying he'd be around 12. Doesn't doesn't the price go up? And if people didn't already want to pay it, is 12 goals enough for them to be like, let's pay an even higher price? Like it, I think so, yeah. If you look at the record. I also do, but. Because like if you're looking at this would be a half, like if you look at. The second half of last season and the first half of this season, if he goes and bags 12, you're looking at like 30 goals. Yeah. Over a calendar yeah, year. Yeah, over a calendar year. And that's, dude, you, you got to pay for that. Like, there, there's money behind that. And there's, you know, I would like to hope that there are teams out there that will and also need to pay for there's that. There's some teams with some horrible strikers <laughs> yeah. that really I mean to get Tati in the door would be a blessing yeah. at any price. You're, you're not wrong. So I, yeah that, that to me is just interesting. It's like you know if you didn't want to pay then unfortunately the price is going up. <laughs> yeah and, like we uh, said last year and it was have funny to pay now. We, we thought we were losing Tati mid-season last year mm-hmm. in the summer maybe. Um, it, it The conversation was beginning as he picked up. Yeah well not even that like he was kind of he was a in-between kind of guy, mm-hmm. and um, there was teams trying to sign him, and then he signed a new contract, and we just texted each other like, "That nah, just means price went up." Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. means nothing. That means it does price not mean up. he. It's with it's the same thing with Sands. It's like we signed Sands to that big contract, and it's like, I mean, that's to be just fair, to secure. Yeah, you're you're right, but I mean, is he going to play in an NYCFC jersey again before he's thirty? It's hard to it's hard to say hard to imagine that happening hard to say <laughs> definitely hard to say and i think you know before we get into potentially a little bit of galaxy talk which really is going to be you know something majorly covered in spaces. our upcoming spaces yeah. is to touch on potentially what's going on with Callens. i don't want to i don't think either of us really want to speculate at all that's not sort of our thing to do and we're not just going to do the announcer <laughs> thing. Like, I don't want to speculate, but it looks like but it looks like he's done. Yeah. It looks like uh, he's gone for the year. Like they love, they love to do that. Um, <laughs> but it's probably precaution. I mean, at that point, the game is kind of. I mean, not even the game, but the the legs of the tournament are sort of decided. Um, you know, there were quick flashes of Collins talking with the trainer as he was coming off at halftime, and then obviously he didn't return, and Vuk came on for him. Um, that's what even makes the fact that Tiago wasn't in the 18 somewhat weirder. Um, and I'm not sure anybody really has gotten any clarity on why that is the case. But it's like we said earlier, it's the most telling thing is going to be what the lineups and the, even the 18 sort of looks like for this LA Galaxy game. I would uh, I would put money on Collins starting. Um, that's just me personally. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop him. I know it's early season, but I feel like going in, maybe he was communicating with Ronnie, like, hey, I've got tired legs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do we have a plan? And, you know, maybe Ronnie saw that and was like, all right, Tiago's not going to be in this 18. He's not going to play. He's not going to touch the field. Yep. Let's give Vuk some minutes. 
And, um, you know, this, this team's not going to really challenge us that much yeah. at the end of the day. So, you know, maybe there was a plan in place with Tiago Martins not being in the 18 because you want him fully rested for Galaxy in the case that you need him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I see Callan starting. And it's worth mentioning with your point that out of our entire roster, only two players were away on international duty for preseason. So they didn't, you know, fully get the same type of rest that the rest of the team would have been Collins and Sean were those guys. Yeah. So well, one of those played. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just those are just facts. It's tough when you have the best goalkeeper in the MLS in front of you on the men's national team. Death chart, Matt Turner, obviously. Depth Why do you chart. think Arsenal is signing him, bro? Because Tati didn't learn how to finish yet. <laughs> That's why. Um, That's an argument for another day. Yeah. I mean, we could we could do an episode on Matt Turner if we really want to. He ain't four. To. <laughs> uh, if there's six, he ain't six. <laughs> but we'll move on. Shout out. Uh, what's his name? Um, what, what did you call him? I don't Yard know Daddy. You, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you were ever going to say that Yarbrough. out loud on uh, the episode. There was a time where I thought Yarborough was going to be the next guy, the guy for the U.S. The and, guy. You know, didn't quite pan out. Now that you way. gotta make a meme out of it and call him Yard Daddy <laughs> to have any type of fun. Although, against Communicaciones, he did save two pens. He did, yeah. Well, to be fair, they were like two him basically. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Anyways, you know, that's that's the story with Collins. He's playing, and I'll double down on your bet. I'll place my own bet that Collins will play, yeah. and I'll parlay it. Chano is also starting. Yeah. I think. Uh, great starting. Great starting. You can just lock in that back line. Yeah, I I think. Uh, it was probably Blue City Radio that we talked to on Twitter, and we and we just mentioned because they did one of their player previews, which have been pretty great, covering everybody on the roster kind of one by one with uh, guest writers and articles about each guy. And they had one about uh, Tiago Martins, and we were like, you guys have any tips as to why he wasn't in the 18? And they said unpopular opinion, which I have to agree that it's unpopular just based yeah, on what our thoughts are. But they were saying that Tiago, they had the opinion that Tiago start against Galaxy. I I really don't see, I mean it'd be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I mean I think it'd be super ballsy from Ronnie. Yeah, I, don't I know. think after Chano scores, how do you take him out either? Cuz he's not taking Collins out unless It just seems like Collins is is better at everything. And so if he's healthy, he's going. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And I'm Chino not is so you're right, exactly what you said about Collins and then you also have to have an argument for Chano, and to me, Chano's argument is he's just too much of a staple on this team to yank him to game me, one. Chano of right now versus last season and the end of the season before that is night and day, mm-hmm. and I will live and die by Chano at this point. Yeah, oh. like Chano, absolutely. Like I'll never say a bad thing about him, obviously, unless he like makes a mistake. Yeah, but even one mistake, like I really, I would be like, oh, we're gonna, we got, he's gonna be back. Mm-hmm. Like that's one mistake. That dude's a leader, um, and he leads by example on the field. Yeah. I, I will never say another bad thing about him. I think we're, you know, it's on camera of us when that captaincy was vacant. That Chano was our personal go-to guy before we, you know, realized sort of the role that Sean could could handle and that was before we were even totally bought yeah. into Chano from a performance standpoint right. so yeah that dude's a leader yeah 100 without a doubt um so we have la on sunday um at la shout out i guess the front office for putting together the schedule so these you know boys get to spend a little time in la um if you didn't see on some of the instagram stories they actually linked up with like ibiaga rocha um 
and uh, Izzy. Izzy, yeah. Izzy, yeah. yeah. They were all chilling at the stadium, you I think guess. think they were at the game? Oh, definitely. Had to be. I mean, they were they were in the stadium on the yeah, field. That's so cool. So that was cool that they got to link up. Um, you know, those are all guys that we hated to Dude, see leave. Yeah, just family. Like, those are all three guys that we yeah. just did not. I've kicked that camera three <laughs> times now. With Barraza, too. Because, yeah. you know, that was sort of like a little yeah. group within our locker room. So shout out all them you know those are guys that we'll definitely keep an eye on you know yeah. really realistically for the rest of their careers yeah i mean this I, point. just every single one of them you just hate to lose but it is what it is at this point and yeah. you could tell that those players that are still in the building wish that those guys were were with them still mm, absolutely um, so la on sunday i would say uh the only prediction i'm going to offer is a nycfc win i'm hoping no scores no nah, no shot um, I'm hoping uh, that Douglas Costa isn't as big of an issue as the Dude's MLS is uh, hyping him up to be the at this point. He's genuinely a baller. He's scary. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's 11 men on the field, so. I don't even know which side you want him to be on, whether it's left or right. Not Grace. Not Grace. Not either side, I don't feel like. Not Grace, personally. I just think, you know, I think NYCFC come away with a win. Obviously, that's what I'm going to predict. Predict. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and I think the Golden Boot race starts between Tati and Chicha. Damn. Damn. That's a great That's a great way. That's a great way to sum up what this game is going to be. You know, we'll, we'll give proper scoreline predictions in our spaces. Yeah. Um, I made sure this man, I held him accountable for yeah. the fans. Hey, we almost did it. In the last one. He was almost right. Credit to him. Jocelyn almost got a shot off, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's unfortunately, a he was, way to say unfortunately, it. he was shoved to the floor. Um, <laughs> to as, be fair, when I made the prediction, I didn't know that he would be a right back. Yeah. So I, I deserve a little bit of leniency yeah. there. And conversations to come in the future. We're just pressed for time on this one about what we think uh, Ronnie's mindset is with Tavon because I feel like it's a little up in the air at this point. So yeah. um, just want to mention we'll be at the home opener too. So maybe we'll catch you guys there. Maybe have some little, little things to give away. We've always kind of toyed with the idea of trying to give some free stuff out to people. So we'll see. We'll see. And who shake see. a hand, yeah. see somebody eye to eye. Think. Yeah. Some of the guys we've had on the show for sure, like – Michael Allen. And, and, and I'm not sure in what capacity we're going to be at the game, whether it's going to be like a fan type thing or it's going to be a press type thing or, yeah. or a mixture of both like we've done in the past. Um, but, you know, we'll make time to get stuff away and say hi to some people. Um, but guaranteed there. So Yeah, definitely going to be leaving uh, with the bank account hurting a little bit more than it was when we got there. But Oh, mine already it is. is what it is. But, yeah. That's a whole nother. It's going to be two jerseys leaving that stadium for just me and more for you. And if they have orange shorts. they have orange anything there, it's bought. (laughs) Except for the jersey. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. It looks great. Honestly, once I saw it on Tati, I was like, all right, I can kind of get behind this. See, the difference is when, like, Tati puts it on, he looks great. But if, like, one of us throw it on, it's like clans, clan show. It really genuinely is, like... Would you want to see James Sands in it or Tati Castellanos? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just or is Justin. different. Yeah, it's just different. Like, there's levels, and they continue to step down as you yeah. move from professional yeah. soccer player to I don't think podcast I think host. Ian Joy is the only guy that I could see that's not pulls a, it off. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, see you at the home opener. See you guys in the spaces on uh, Sunday afternoon, I guess. And yep, we'll talk to y'all soon. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.